Yo, yo, yo. Who is this, may I ask? Yeah, Royce. That's what I thought, but I didn't want to be wrong. <laughs> so. But I can't see you, obviously. Right. Uh, Royce, a uh, little bit this early on, you guys were getting a bunch of great looks off ball movement. What what were you seeing there, and how were you getting those looks? Uh, I think we were just reading what the defense gave us. I mean, uh, we knew the game plan was to try to get to the basket. You know, that's what everybody do. And, uh, I mean, we got guys that knock down shots, and we just got to find and, you know, move the ball. That's when we are our best. Uh, the final no, I don't have the final number in front of me, but I believe they shot – uh, 13 of 36 in the paint tonight. What did you guys do defensively around the rim? Uh, I think we were just aggressive, you know, um, staying down on fakes, trying not to foul. I mean, Rudy and Hassan, you know, did a great job down there blocking shots. I mean, uh, you know, it was a team effort. I think, you know, our defense is where we got to pick it up. And, uh, I mean, that's what we've been doing these past couple of games. And, you know, we just got to keep building on that. Probably as good a game as Rudy Gay's had in a while. What do you see from the veteran? I mean, Rudy, Rudy Gay, that's what he do. I mean, he's been around forever. You know, he's still getting buckets. You know, he's doing it on both ends, offensively and defensively, being the leader and helping us out. And for yourself, you comfortable launching 10 of those things from behind the arc? <laughs> I mean, hey, if I'm open, I'm going to shoot him. You know, you are shooting 40%. Yeah. And I've heard Donovan refer to you as 40% in practice. All right. I mean, they want me to keep shooting. So, I mean, space on the floor out for them, you know, knocking down an open shot, stressing the work. You know, that's what I'm doing. Well, very impressive, Royce. Great job tonight. 14 points, five rebounds, two assists. More importantly, good road win and way to handle their search. Yes, sir. Thank you. Donovan Mitchell, shirt off, jersey signed, handing it to friends. Some young girl snuck a selfie of herself with Donovan without a shirt on it. She'll be keeping that one for a while. Got a big hug with a sweaty body. Yeah, and why not? His mom there also as well as Donovan works his way back and now heads back to the locker room after Donovan... Leads the Jazz to a 108-93 win in New York. 36 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. A great night for Donovan. A very good night for the Utah Jazz tonight. And really maybe the key moment, Ron, for everything we've watched this year is Tim LaCombe and Jake Scott now join us. Is it's down to 5. There's a timeout. Manuel Quickly's going to the line. And you're beginning to wonder whether or not he's going to make 3 free throws and cause the Jazz a problem. It would have been a 2-point lead if he'd have made all three free throws. And then from that standpoint on, you know, the Jazz were able to uh, just take control of the basketball game. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell and and Rudy with his five free throws, four free throws there in the fourth quarter. But for the most part, it was was all Donovan Mitchell and his three three three-point field goals. Well, the Knicks still have not won a game this year in which they trailed by double digits in the fourth quarter. So most teams don't win very many of those, but they have actually not won any. Tim Lacombe, what do you think? Well, I just was really impressed. It was a, it was a high-level game, and I thought the Jazz really did kind of set the tone defensively. Uh, did a great job of just kind of mucking up the middle, and, you know, obviously Knicks want to play isolation. And Jazz got stung a little bit, you know, being around the paint more by the three-point shot, but the way the offense was going, it really didn't matter. The Jazz were phenomenal. Donovan was in another world. And I don't know if there's a guy – that you could take off another team, throw into a starting lineup, play 25 minutes, and look as functional as our, our guy Hernan Gomez looked tonight. Does a lot of the little things, you know, rebounds, does a great job guarding Randall on ball, does, uh, you know, always in the right place rotationally, defensively. And then, um, you know, he makes a couple threes, just stretches the defense out. He was really good. Here's the crazy one. Now, Alexander Walker wasn't great tonight. But the Jazz got 41 minutes out of those two guys. I suspect they both don't play tomorrow. That is crazy. Why would you say that? Because I think Boyan plays tomorrow. 
Uh-huh. And I think Mike Conley plays tomorrow. Well, that would make sense. Well, one it sounded so dramatic. What did they do? One of those guys yeah, have I mean, to get on the floor. If Trent Forrest doesn't play, one of them get one Alexander them Walker could get Jared Butler's 11 minutes. So, yeah, there's a God. chance. Unless Trent Forrest comes back, then I don't think either of them play. <laughs> I don't know how close Trent is. He was out shooting today, and he's been probable. He's been questionable for the last two days. So I think there's a chance. I, I, I'm going to hold with it. I think there's a chance we get three guys back tomorrow, and there's a chance that both those guys don't play. Here's another, here's another big number from tonight. The yes. Jazz make more free throws than the Knicks attempt. And the Knicks you know, the Jazz, this is a, it's a great point. And it's a subtle part about the Jazz this year that we're not, we don't talk about a lot. They're the n- number four right now team in free throw rate and number one in the league defensively in free throw rate. It's huge. We're talking about flipping the script, right, which is the nature of the defense or the philosophy, but uh, use it to your advantage on one end and don't get punished by it. And the Jazz now are up two on the Mavericks. And maybe most importantly, the Denver is going to lose tonight because remember in this crazy tiebreaker, if the Jazz beat Denver for the season, right, if they're they're rated higher, have a better record than Denver at the end of the year, they win the division, which seems irrelevant unless they tie with Dallas and go to the second tiebreaker, which is division winner. So the Jazz staying ahead of... Denver actually might be the key for them to win 4-5. And Denver's losing. Denver's going to lose tonight. So Denver will go to 42-30 and in four games back in the loss column. The Jazz will go to 46, unless they already did. They've already gone to 45-26, and and Dallas is at 43-28. and And now we'll keep rooting for the San Antonio Spurs and see if they can bring the Warriors to within two and a half, two games of us, and I did an extensive, boring breakdown of this on my podcast, not to promote it, but if anyone's interested, I don't know why you would be, but Golden State does not have, uh, and obviously, hey, we got Brooklyn, we have Brooklyn, Boston, Charlotte, Dallas, Clippers coming up. We, 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 got, we got some real work to do, right? Um, so let's make sure we're clear on that. But Golden State, by the way, has a schedule where if they don't win their next two games against the Spurs and the Magic, they will only be favored in maybe one of their next six games after that. I apologize, Andrew. I'm so distracted by that sweet saxophone going on Thank in the background, you. Uh, man. You should be. You should be. New York, New York, baby. I'm in a New York state of mind. What's up? Is David's that, like, bearing his soul. Like, that, why do they play that when they lose? That's true. I guess ups and downs, tops and right. like, yeah. do, do they play Uptown Girl when they win, or like, what do they go to? <laughs> Where's my little sign that says Billy Joel sold out 173 shows here? Oh, here it is. It's over there. They moved it. Billy Joel has sold out like 76 shows here or something. Oh, how about that? So anyway, my point is, if Golden State loses tonight to the Spurs. That puts them at 24 losses. They then play the Magic, who they should beat on the 22nd. But their stretch after that is Miami, Atlanta, Washington, Grizzlies on a back end of back-to-back, Phoenix, Jazz, Kings, Lakers, 
Spurs, Pelicans. Without Steph Curry. Whew. Never know. Uh, yeah, even with know. that schedule, how many of those on the road? Because I've always thought that, you know, some of these teams, the Lakers, Golden State, you know, those TV games that they get early in the year, and the, the fact that they're at home the majority of the time early in the year, they oh, pay for it late in the year there as, as well. They have eight <laughs> left, eight road games. It's a lot. Yep. Mm. Orlando, so, Miami, Atlanta, Washington. This is a Memphis, huge game tonight Sacramento. going on. My point is between the Warriors and the Spurs is a really big game tonight because this is a game the Warriors need. How's that? State the of Spurs mind. Are up six. <laughs> Why don't you guys sing and I'll just do scoreboard. Like, it's so festive, yeah, though. Tim McCone is in a band now. You know, Tim McCone is hey, a star. Hey, I like it. Did, did, Log, did you just crank that up? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I told Jake today, because I coached in the Garden a couple games for NIT, and um, the Garden just smells like people have had a great time there for a long time. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it's got to watch where you walk, too, you know? I'm right, but it's comfortable. Because there's some critters tri- running I around. I almost tripped over it's a dead a rat when I turned right out of the hotel this morning. I'm in a New York state of mind. Yeah, there's critters running around here. I'm not making that up. I can post a picture if people want to know. Well, I think we should cut you guys loose because the town's calling. Look out, New York. Here comes Ron Boone, man. Same hotel. I mean, you guys are loving life. Late night ramen. That's my excitement in New York City. New York cheesecake for me tonight, I buddy. I don't know why, but something about late night ramen in New York is like just, that's like my vibe, my, my vibe here. I'd rather go to theater, but there's no 10 o'clock shows. Could go to a comedy club, not on a Sunday night, though. Stop it, David. We'll we actually it. get kind of killed on this back-to-back. We get a Sunday, Monday night. There are no, like the restaurants are, it's like the two nights of the year. The two nights of the week, the restaurants actually close early. And Booner's going to bed. He's already, he's like, Thank this crosstalk has gone way Thank too you long. very much. All right. It's already Oh, yeah, we got to catch the bus. All right, guys. The bus is not going to, Donovan's on the bus. The bus isn't leaving for like an hour. <laughs> Take care, guys. See you. Talk to you tomorrow. Used, used to be like that with Carmelo and John Stockton. <laughs> yeah. They say 10.30, but, you know, whenever John and Carl's ready to Bob, go. That's like it. a million people here tonight. <laughs> Take care, guys. See you. 108.93 is your final Jazz win. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show, Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win tonight, 108 93 over the New York Knicks. Donovan Mitchell in his hometown, 36 points, eight rebounds, six assists, as he just had a monster night tonight. Now you're messing with a Donovan Mitch. And he played like he was in his hometown. You know, he was, I, I thought he let the game come to him. You know, he didn't go out there and just fire shots, but. Got a good start, got a good base built, and then, um, you know, just kind of rode the momentum. But I, I agree with something our TV broadcast said. Donovan's a big, you know, big-time player. And a situation like that kind of really kind of cried out for him to be really good, and he was. And, but you know, it, 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 we talk a lot about him because of the things he did, but I thought the team in general tonight was, was really on point. Yeah, the, the Jazz are playing well. I mean, they... They crunched the Clippers on Friday, and he kind of wondered. You know, it looked the, it looked good, even though they were shorthanded. Plugged Donovan Mitchell right back in, and and they played the same way tonight. And he was really great. Jordan Clarkson continues to be a stud. Had twenty three off the bench tonight. So, 
This was a, this was a Jazz win where they played really great. You know, and the offense just really continues to roll. Another great offensive performance. Uh, did not score one eleven. Oh, had barely three cracks. I thought Donovan was going to make that pull up. You know, kind of in a New York situation and missed it. Uh, they had one. They had one other look, and then obviously Royce chose not to shoot the one uh, late. So missed that. But offensive rating tonight a one twenty one. And you know, you string together what he talked about this last week. And the, the offense really is starting to look like the Jazz. Also, the free throw rate was great, 31.1, which would be in the top five uh, wow. performances getting to the line this year. So the Jazz had a great rhythm offensively. Well, they win, and uh, they beat the Knicks. The Knicks were led by, let's see here, R.J. Barrett, 8 of 20 for 24 points. But I think a big story was uh, the job the Jazz did against Julius Randle. He had 13 points and 11 rebounds, got a little uh, a little pushy with Rudy as the game ended, but that's probably because Rudy made his his night really difficult. Yeah, when you look at, you know, the type of player Randall is, for him to go 621, it obviously speaks to Rudy's presence. Um, like Locke said, they were 13 for 36 in the paint. And so the Jazz scheme was so good just to show bodies. We talk about it a lot against teams that want to dribble, penetrate. If you can really suck in and show strength in the paint, the Jazz did a great job of being really tight, being really connected, and they made life miserable for, for Randall, and he was frustrated at the end, but I think it was more his performance. Jazz win 108-93. With that, we will say goodnight to our network stations. Next broadcast coming your way tomorrow night. The Jazz remain in New York City, but they will be taking on the Brooklyn Nets tip-off coming your way at 5.30. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got post-game sound for you. We'll continue to break this one down straight ahead on the Jazz Radio Network. Three. The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz game night post game show. Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. 108 to 93 is your final. The Jazz beat the Knicks behind a red hot performance from Donovan Mitchell. Uh, leading the way tonight for the Utah Jazz with 36 points on 11 of 21 shooting, 7 of 12 from three at eight boards, six assists as well. Jordan Clarkson at 23 points uh, coming in off the bench. And how about this, Coach? Seven rebounds for Clarkson and four assists as he continues to round out his box score and uh, had a bunch of hustle plays on defense too. Yeah, his his play, you know, there was a, a play late in the game where – uh, can't remember who was go- he was guarding, but tried to cross him, and he he picked it. They ended up calling a kick, but just the fact that he was you know that far up, and the Jazz had the game at that point in a pretty good spot. But I just love you know, like you say, I think he's looked at the things that he needs to improve on. Um, again, a very stellar night from the field tonight, ten for eighteen. But it is those little things. It's the rebounds, the four assists, you know. Uh, only one turnover. It's just really good basketball. And while he was on the floor, the Jazz were a plus 16. 
He is not, however, your master of the glass tonight. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, a local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's master of the glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Tonight's master of the glass, Rudy Gobert, as usual. However, not as high a number as we're used to seeing from Rudy. He had nine rebounds tonight. But honestly, the Jazz rebounded the ball extraordinarily well. Uh, they out-rebounded the Knicks 49-37. to 37. It's just everybody kind of get it, got into the act. Yeah, it's been a theme with this team, and they, they really need that. I mean, obviously everybody in the league knows Rudy's dominance on the glass, and for him to only have nine boards tonight, everybody else did need to chip, to chip in. But, you know, the guy like Tibbs is going to go send another body at Rudy and not let him be as effective as he typically is. And everybody else, like you said, picked up the slack. You know, Donovan getting eight, Clarkson getting seven. Uh, it, you know, it's just uh, it speaks or six. It speaks to the Jazz doing a great job of just understanding the, the task at hand, the scout uh, and everybody pitching in. Uh, let's see. Rudy Gay had seven. Royce with five. Hernan Gomez with four. Uh, Whiteside with five. So everybody really, really got into the act on the on the uh, rebounding front. And Whiteside played 15 minutes. It was nice to see him back out there. Yep. Certainly had a, a major effect, as did Rudy at, at the game plan and taking up the middle and kind of clogging things up. But it was nice to see him out there, and I thought he was really good in the minutes he was on the floor. All right, let's go back to the Big Apple. It's time to hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Oh, apparently we're not ready with the coach quite yet. Apologies there, Jeff. Uh, instead, let's get two points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Let's see here. Points in the paint tonight. Uh, not a big night from either squad, really, but uh, Jazz outscored the Knicks 32-26. to 26. And that's really kind of the area that the Knicks live, either kind of that mid-range isolation to kick out threes or obviously getting fouled. Um, the Jazz did a great job, a masterful job of keeping the Knicks off the line. And then, like we talked about, really shrunk the floor, contested shots, made those twos way more tough, uh, and then obviously won the battle of the board. So a Jazz really good game plan that they executed to near perfection. As far as the Knicks go, and I know their roster is a little bit different than it was last year, but I can't decide if they played way over themselves last year or way under themselves this year. But look, watching the game tonight, maybe it's just because the Jazz played so well, but I... This Knicks team leaves a lot to be desired. Only 40 points in the second half. Yeah, they, they do. And, you know, I think like every year, there's adjustments made. And, um, you know, I think Tibbs brought some fresh blood, brought some toughness and defense, you know, to this, the organization. And then really Randall kind of was uh, almost like resurrected his career there in New York. But I think people have adjusted to it. And they've done kind of what the Jazz did tonight that really – Making them making kickouts and not fouling them, things like that. So um, it's probably teams doing a good job of preparing and knowing what the Knicks are all about. All right, now let's get back out to New York. It's time to hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. You know, one night it it might be what it was tonight with our bigs. You know, another night they may not want to pull in because Boyan's in the corner and they give up a three, and then all of a sudden we get a dunk. You just don't know how you're going to score. But for our team to be at our best, we have to be that 
you know, selfless offensively, everybody. And uh, when you can, when that's happening, you know, we're playing defense in, in regardless of how we're scoring. So that to me is as significant as anything that's happened to our team um, in a while. That's that's a you know that's been something we've worked on for a long time you know and continue to work on and you know Royce we've gotten better at finding him in the role you know you know being whether it means you have to use a ball fake or a bounce pass or get it over him. Um, you know, and it requires the other guys sometimes two guys stand in the corner. Well, yeah, you do. And it's really good. And then you get a corner three um, because Royce makes a jump stop off two feet, makes a ball fake and kicks it to the corner and Rudy Gay buries a shot. You know, it's so it's it's fundamental um, in, 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 in a way that sometimes isn't as glamorous, um, but that's. You know, that's something that, that those guys have developed some chemistry in that. And, you know, there's other things I think that they can do out of that that will continue to help us. And then when it's time to not play small, small, Rudy can come up and play pick and roll. And then there's times when, you know, we can have some misdirection and have both of them involved in it and get multiple screens. But that requires guys to be connected. And so, no, there was one time Royce was – Rudy was pinning down on Royce and they kind of were blowing up the screen. And so Rudy got flat and Royce just came out, uh, came up to play pick and roll with less, you know, they couldn't be physical with him. He was able to move a little bit more. So th those are things that, you know, you want your guys to do. Um, you have to have to figure out a lot of times you can call play, but then it's, you know, how are you reading and reacting in the play and that, you know, we do this thing called combos and playing pairs. And I think that chemistry, you know, guys have to work on that and it takes time, but you know, nights like tonight remind you that that work is important and pays off. Yeah, I talked to them tomorrow and tell me they told you that they're thinking about the Dallas game. And that uh, my guess is they'll be thinking about Brooklyn, you know, pretty quick. So um, this time of year, there's always, you know, certain games on your schedule that, you know, everybody's aware of. But I, I don't think that, um, you know, that'll detract from, from where we are. I, I think, you know, the, these next, this whole trip, um, is a challenge for us in different ways. You know, the teams that we're playing, you know, tomorrow, you know, I don't have to go into detail about, you know, how um, lethal that they are. And obviously KD, um, seeing what Kyrie did last week, I mean, it's um, unique. And then you play, you know, Lamella Ball, as good as there is out there controlling a team and running, and, you know, then you go to Dallas and then you go to the Clippers and, the, you know, every, so every game we've got to be ready to go. And, um, you know, the way we played this game, um, even though the games may be different, our approach has to be the same.
Well, it wasn't tonight, did they win? It's good. I I I I I'll call somebody and find out. I, I don't I don't like not have you tell me so I can watch later because um, I sneak a peek whenever I can. It's uh, the timing's bad. Someone should call CBS for me. The, uh, no, obviously I wasn't able to be at that um, that final home game, which you know you, you can look at a number of ways. I, I don't think the result of the game was really the thing that was important. I think it was you know the opportunity to to recognize you know the things that Coach K's done, and that's. You know, the game was part of that, but the game wasn't, that's not, that, that day was about something else. Um, and I was able to, you know, just watch him walk through that, you know, tunnel of players who uh, I think had shirts on and said the brotherhood, I'm going to have to call and have him send me one. Um, but that was pretty special. And I know, you know, that with him, you know, with the tournament, I think that, it's a bunch of young guys that are playing their butts off, um, you know, and whatever happens, happens. Um, but obviously, you know, want to see him go as far as we can. There you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder, his uh, postgame media availability, a little bit there. Duke beats Michigan State today, moves on to the Sweet 16. Coach K is still dancing. And uh, obviously, coach is paying as much attention to that as he can. He Which said, is not a lot, probably. He wants CBS to change the schedule. Get CBS on the horn, see if he can move these start times around. And and day of games, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. put him on the other day. But no, it's it, it's fun for him to follow. Obviously, Coach K had a huge influence on him. Um, but he's he's got to feel great, you know, watching the way the team's playing. He said it all year long. Our goals to be playing our best at the end. And and I do believe that you know you you compare this last week to. The week prior, the Jazz certainly got better, and it was the little things, the details he talked about, um, and then you know Donovan having kind of a really special night was really neat for for Coach to be a part of as well. Donovan certainly did finish the game with 36 points, eight rebounds, and six assists. We'll have more coming up next. More sound from the locker room for you. I uh, want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators program presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas throughout the season. The Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each one received visit from Jazz Bear, $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to see a jazz game in the suite. Go to mba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator now. Jazz win tonight. Over the Knicks, 108 to 93. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique store to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. We'll get you sound from the players coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post game show, Jazz Radio Network, Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share. MarkMillerSubaru.com. 108 to 93 is your final. The Jazz beat up 
on the New York Knicks in the Big Apple behind a big night from Donovan Mitchell with 36 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists. Let's uh, check out your Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A 1 app. This is something that stood out to you tonight, Coach Lacombe. The Jazz 23 of 29 uh, from the charity stripe, 79% tonight. The Knicks 15 of 21 for just 71.4%. But uh, the Jazz getting the line a ton. Rudy, 10 of 12. How about that? In the narrative last year, right, we talked about it a bunch. The game, man, they just don't get to the line enough. Um, it really does speak to, you know, success in the playoffs. It really uh, makes the each possession that much more valuable. Um, it shows you're playing downhill, which is what the Jazz want to do. But it's a great trend. And not only are they getting there, but they're making them. And then on the other end, they're doing a great job of not putting their opponent on the line. So win, win, win all the way around. Of course, that's a, a big deal when it comes to playing defense for Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. It has been the key to the game more than a few times here on jazz game night to uh, play defense without fouling. And uh, they certainly did that tonight. And then putting pressure on the rim goes a long way. And, you know, Rudy, you look at his numbers and say he only took three shots. Well, that's because he got fouled every time he touched the ball. Yeah. He got to the line. He was 10 for 12. So got there a lot. And, you know, it speaks to Rudy going strong. He's getting that foul call as opposed to, trying to finesse something up there. And that's that's a big step for Rudy, and it's also a great step for the offense. Rudy had four block shots tonight, but how about this number? The Jazz as a team had 11 block shots. They also had nine steals. Say what? I mean, those are, that's big numbers right there. 11 block shots. So Rudy had four. Whiteside had three. Rudy Gay had two. And Nikhil Alexander-Walker had two. It's it's phenomenal, and and, and again, you, you could see the way the Jazz came out, the way they defensively were spaced. They understood the game plan, understood they needed to show support in the paint, and you know, dug balls out when the opportunity was there. It speaks to the steals, um, but everybody was on a string, and we talk about connectivity. That's what it looks like. The Jazz had as many block shots as they had turnovers, eleven and eleven. And that's a huge number, too. You're going to win on the road. you really got to value possession. Um, you know, the Jazz did a good job. 11 turnovers is good. It translates anywhere. Uh, they had six in the first half, only five in the second half. But that just takes a huge part of the Knicks' arsenal, you know, them getting out in transition with numbers. And that just didn't happen enough for them and good good on the Jazz for taking care of the basketball, getting shots. Let's talk a little bit about our walk-off interview tonight, Royce O'Neal. And uh, Locke asked him about this, but Royce finishes the game with 14 points, five boards, and two assists. But the best number on the box score for him, 10 attempts from three, four of 10. Royce, uh, if, you know, I, I don't think you can criticize Royce too much because he plays hard, he plays defense, he does everything, you know, people don't want to do. But when he's open, let it fly, man. Let that thing fly. 10 attempts from three, that's great. And we see how teams game plan with him. They, they, they leave him... You know, they're a little bit late getting back to him because it's the choice they make, you know, above all the others. Um, but I agree with you. I think 10 threes more than anything shows me that the ball was popping. The ball was moving. If Royce is going to get those, he's not seeking out threes. He's not taking threes off the bounce. Those are all catch and shoot. He's getting that extra pass. Because if teams are going to pick their poison and leave Royce open, make them pay. And he's good enough to do that. He is. And we've seen him sometimes this year in the fourth quarter, especially 
pass up some wide open shots. And it's good to hear, and you could hear in the walk-off interview, it's good to hear the confidence that he's gaining and has because he's going to, he's going to get that shot in the playoffs. He's going to, he's going to have open looks at three and he needs to, to be confident to take them because he makes 40%. That's I mean, the best shooters in the world make 40% of their threes. He's absolutely right. And when you talk about the position that, you know, Royce is asked to play, he's also, you know, he's benefited from a guy like Walker being out there, a guy like Hernan Gomez, a little more active defensively, certainly in the right spots, have a little bit better length than perhaps, you know, going back to the rotations with Ingles. Um, so, you know, I think Royce has actually got a little bit of, got more juice because defensively he's still having to work really hard, but there's, there's other guys out there that can kind of take some, getting of a little help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Back to New York we go. It's time to hear from Donovan Mitchell. Um, I think the biggest thing is, I know my passing has improved for sure. Um, but I think creating this, creating advantages for us, um, whether it's in the ISO, it's in a situation, like you just said, kind of baiting the blitz, you know, small, small stuff. Uh, that's been the biggest thing for me, you know, just trying to find ways to just make things easier, not even just for myself, but for my teammates. You know, a guy's got a lot of open looks tonight. We missed we missed a bunch, but, you know, shots will all take, you know, um, guys that would definitely hit shots. And you know, that's the biggest thing for me, to try to make the game easier for everybody, uh, especially when you got Boyan, Mike, Mike out, Trent, you know, so when the ball's in your hands the whole game, you got to be able to think, you know, for everybody, you know. And so the biggest thing is just being able to take steps in that direction. And, you know, it's it's easy when, when guys trust you, you go out there, you trust yourself and make the game easy. No. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, he shoots like 40%. You know, I, I tell him to shoot every time he touches it damn near, but he makes the right plays, makes the smart plays, and we all believe in him. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. Like I said, we believe in each other, um, and that's 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 what's great about this group. You know, every time, and, and with him, you know, it was Wancho a lot more tonight, you know, but kind of putting him in the high quadrant because knowing they're going to shift and pull over. Um, just being, like I said, to Tony, like just baiting, you know, baiting situations and making the game easier. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm a lot, I'm like, I'm having more fun than the, fir- the first year was just a lot. You know what I mean? You grow up watching, you know, coming here as a, as a fan, as a kid, watching the game. And then as the time progresses, you know, it's not, you know, you're not paying for everybody's tickets. <laughs> I like kind of get your own, <laughs> you know, like there's like, there's so many things that like just take, it's really not even the game. You know, I think the biggest thing is really the external stuff. And it's, it's, it's fun. Like, you know, seeing fans and family, you know, being able to do that, you know, but also understanding that we have a job to do. Like, you know what I mean? I think that's, that's where my focus was all day. Um, understanding that, you know, if we can put ourselves in the right position, you know, for the playoffs, you know, and uh, keeping the main thing, the main thing, regardless of what's, you know what's around, but it's always a blessing to play here, you know, in front of my friends and family, people who've seen me, you know, play since I was three, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like literally watching me shoot on mini hoops, you know, to be able to go out there and, and, and play well and also get a win as a group. You know, it means a lot. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that's why I was out of breath. So I went to go see people. I got to go back here, do media, and then I got to go back out. And then I got to do the same thing tomorrow. <laughs> so, um, like I said, that, that's that's it's a blessing, man. Like, you know, when you have that support system and you know, you know, like it's, you could just smile because, you know, there's just, you know, people here. I think that's that's what's, uh, that's what's pretty dope always about coming back. And, you know, um, I'm always appreciative of my friends and family, you know, who have always been with me since the beginning. And, 
you know, that's that's it's one of the biggest things. Like I said, the game is the game. The game is it's five on five basketball, but at the end of the day, it's the you know, the, the you'd be surprised, the ticketing situation, the I can't see you today. I got to chill. Like that, that's, that's the stuff that becomes a lot on these road trips, especially since you come back one time, you know, one time a year, but you know, it's, it's, it's fun. And I, and I enjoy it. Yeah. So the guy I gave my Jersey to, uh, Mikey, you know, he's, he's part of, he's a, he, run, he runs a team called Dominican power on Dykeman. Um, and I played there growing up. Eric played there as well. Um, so, like I said, he's he's seen me since I was um, like in my teen years, you know, playing. And I wasn't a good basketball player back then, you know, but just playing in Dykeman and playing in parks, you know, and he's a guy that's he's, he's a legend, you know. And I just, you know, I've been five years, so I owed him one. Um, but my mom was sitting right there too, on my mom and my aunt. So she was telling me the whole game that my tights were ripped and I had to change. Uh, so that's what she was telling me every time I sat down. So, um, that, like I said, that stuff's pretty cool, man. It is it's awesome. Right. Yeah, it, it, it is, but it isn't because sometimes, you know, the ball handler doesn't hear it. You know what I mean? As much as you want to scream it and yell it, and sometimes it's loud. Sometimes it's, there's so many factors that go into it. Um, and sometimes when you're a ball handler, you're not listening to what's behind you. You see a guy, you see open lane, you're trying to attack and trying to find ways to get into the paint, create create something. So, you know, it's it's tough. It's I wouldn't say, you know, it's something that's like, okay, it should be heard every time because it's, it's impossible to, you know, to hear that every time. But, you know, we try our best, you know, you scream. We also screaming those five seconds left on the shot clock so everybody knows. And that's sometimes tough to hear. So it's just a matter of just situation if we hear it or if we don't. Uh, you know, yeah, he's, he's, you know, he's done a lot of really good things and he can get, he can get better, you know, and that's what I was telling him, you know, um, <clears throat> The biggest thing with him, man, like you see his growth as a as a playmaker, being able to be a to get his own like, you know, he's not a point guard, so you know, kind of being able to he has plays run for him and such. But sometimes you want to start your own offense, get a rebound, you know. And now you see him out there getting on the break and you know doing his thing, and he's been working, putting on his game. And you see it, you know, you see it on a night to night basis, and you know he's 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 going to be really good as long as he continues to put the work in and you know does what he does. Honestly, I, I have no idea. I was. I laughed at it all. So <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think it was anything serious. You know, um, I know Rudy didn't pay, pay any mind to, it. I think Julius said something to somebody and, you know, I think the ref thought he was talking to Rudy. I guess he wasn't, you know, but it wasn't nothing, nothing crazy. There's Donovan Mitchell explaining the little issue there at the end of the game. But how about that for a hilarious anecdote? I, I think uh, every now and again, you know, folks out there need reminding that athletes are humans and what a very human story. Donovan's mom and aunt are at the game. And Donovan, apparently his tights were ripped. And every time he sat down, his mom is telling him in his ear. you got to change your tights. <laughs> How do your tights are ripped? <laughs> that is that is hilarious. Isn't that isn't that something that uh, any mom out there or certainly any kid who's, who's played with his mom in the stands or her mom in the stands can relate to? Mom, I'm trying to play. Leave me alone about my tights. So I, quick story. I was uh, coaching at the time. I was coaching high schools early, early on. And my mom flew out from Texas and she came to watch the state tournament and we lost a, just an absolute heartbreaker. 
and during the game, I got really frustrated, and I went to grab the chair, and I was, I don't know what I'd have done with it, maybe Bobby Knight, who knows, but it was at the old Maverick Center over uh-huh. there, and the chair was bolted down. So I kind of went and grabbed it, didn't move, and then I thought better of it. After the game, my mom said, oh, man, I am sh- so glad you showed that restraint. I, I you thought about <laughs> grabbing the chair. So, yeah, moms look at different stuff, you know. Yeah, they do. The heat of the moment's going on, and, and Donovan's mom's worried about his tights, which is just awesome. But, you know, the essence of what Donovan said there really do feel like he's playing with a lot more um, joy, I guess. And, you know, it's funny when you you give, you know, you get back tenfold. I think one thing that Donovan's done every year, and he has, his assists have gone up a tick every single year. And he's become, you know, Mike out, not out there tonight, had to take on some of that playmaking stuff, and he's done a great job of it this year. You know, his first year, he's a 3-7 assist, and he's all the way up now to a 5-5 five, five per game. Um, we've seen him in, you know, 7-8-9 assist numbers. So just a, a great job of understanding the moment, uh, being efficient on the offensive side, but finding guys and realizing he does create a great advantage and guys are standing wide open. It's time to go back to New York and hear from Rudy Gobert. Uh, I like it. You know, uh, I've liked Wancho a lot, uh, and Nikhil, you know, the way they've been playing over the last few games, uh, making the right play and being able to give us that versatility offensively and defensively. Uh, and then, yeah, you know, Mike not playing tonight, so a little more size. And, you know, I really like the way we, we came out. You mean, uh, I mean, Mike is a very good defender, you know, so we compensate uh, the, the size with, with his quickness and, uh, and, and also his, his mind, you know, and he's, he's making things happen for us defensively. But yeah, both, both are great, you know, and it's true that uh, when you don't have Mike out there, you can compensate with some size. And uh, especially against a team like New York that has a lot of size and some big guards and, and some bigs that are really athletic on the board. You know, it's it's always cool to to have that. It's a, it's a, it's a luxury. And uh, and tonight I really thought, whoever it is, uh, guards and, and, and bigs, we did a great job uh, containing those guys on the board. Oh, you're talking about? Uh, nothing really. I mean, I was standing a good game. Uh, I think it's just a competitor, so he was maybe like upset about the loss and overreacted a little bit. But you know, everything. I think everything is good. Yeah, no issues. All right, there you go, Rudy Gobert. Uh, Rudy tonight, fourteen points, nine rebounds, four block shots, but he went to the line twelve times. Ten of twelve for the line, two of three. From uh, from the field, really, and uh, coach, he he talked about it. How New York has a big team, big lineup, and uh, Rudy played well. He did, you know, talk about let it come to you. Can't get discouraged, you know. He was missed a couple times, but you know, with the length out there, you don't always know what the guards looking at. Um, but I, I think the the key is that his his touches are really purposeful. He's getting the ball. He's going aggressive to the basket. And, you know, be able to get 12 free throws speaks to that. 
But Rudy was was great defensively, did a great job, kind of that push and pull, understanding, you know, when he can help and not when to overhelp. And and also, I just love it how he stays on the ground. You know, very rarely do you see him get lifted by a shot fake. Very, very disciplined that way. Uh, Jazz win tonight over the Knicks, 108 to 93. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Get you more player sound coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe, Jazz Radio Network. Uh, jazz uh, post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win tonight, 108 93 over the New York Knicks, led by Donovan Mitchell, 36 points. Jordan Clarkson had 23 coming in off the bench. RJ Barrett with 24 for the Knicks. Evan Fournier with 17. And uh, Emmanuel quickly had 16 coming in off the bench in the uh, in the loss for the Knicks. But, uh, you know, if you look at the Knicks, they scored 31 points in the first quarter, coach, then 22, then 20, then 20. They have a tough time putting the ball in the net. They did tonight. And, you know, I think if you're going to give them driving lanes, you're going to put them at the line. Um, you know, that's really the way they want to play. But the key to a good scout, you want to take the opponent out of what they do best. And I think that's really the position the Jazz coaching staff put the team in, did a great job of shrinking the floor, showing support, and, yeah, the Knicks had a hard time scoring the basketball. All right, Jordan Clarkson had a big night uh, with 23 off the bench, 10 of 18 shooting, 1 of 5 from 3, 2 of 4 from the line, 6 boards, 4 assists for Jordan, and let's go now back to New York and hear from him now. Uh, I think I'm just taking the ones that's available. Um, our bigs just getting me free, and then we're kind of playing two on one with uh, me and Rudy and then Hassan when we play that that's ac- actions, and you know it's uh getting me to my spot where you know you kind of got to make a decision on if I'm throwing the lob to them or if I'm shooting the floater. So uh, just taking what the defense gives me. Uh, you know, I've been throwing a lot of stuff at me uh, throughout the whole season. So um, just trying to adjust every game. Oh. Uh, I think our level of focus is like really high right now. I think honestly, uh, it does feel like, you know, we gelling and, uh, you know, getting ready for this, for the playoffs, for real. And you can feel it just from the top all the way down to everybody that's on the roster, uh, us just locking in. So uh, in terms of, you know, feeling it, I think uh, that's where we feel it the most. Hell no. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) That's the answer. (laughs) Nah, man. 
That was it. Maybe some good restaurants get to kick it with your teammates. But other than that, man. Ends in LA. Nah, this is like the craziest, I think, road trip that I've been on since I've been in the league. So, uh, pack uh, two big suitcases with a bunch of clothes for me because I like to uh, get my fits off, uh, get some rest, and, uh, you know, take it for what it is and come out here and compete. Oh yeah, for sure. But I think all of them. We are looking at each one of these games. Like it's must wins for us. So. Um, that's what I'm telling you, like the level of focus is like super high. So each game that we're taking is like serious, its own its own thing. And, you know, we want to win, you know, this, we want to take home all the wins this road trip and uh, go back home feeling good uh, and get a good, like, momentum going into the playoffs. Yeah. How do you weigh kind of being patient with the ball and using ball picks and stuff like that? Like, how do you weigh being super aggressive? Um, I feel like, you know, that's that's sometimes the pace I got to play at, you know, because I'm able to read uh, what the defense is doing and uh, using ball fakes, shot fakes, uh, you know, usually freeze up myself and then causing somebody else to have to do something. So uh, just trying to stay patient, but aggressive, like you said, it's just kind of one of those things I just got to kind of balance when I'm playing. So um, just continue to try to improve on that and keep doing it. Yeah, I think so. I think it's, you know, been really good for me since I got back from the break. Uh, kind of just reading everything, taking my time. There's Jordan Clarkson, and uh, Jordan tonight was uh, terrific, and he's been playing great as of late. 23 points, 10 of 18 shooting, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, but now we know he has never had a road trip like this in his career, and he takes uh, two full suitcases if you're Jordan Clarkson. How do you put that? Because he likes to get his fits off. (laughs) Man, Jordan Clarkson is just the best. That's the coolest line I've ever heard. The best. And I will incorporate it. Absolutely. A a highlight whenever he graces us with his presence here on the postgame because he's uh, just terrific. But he's been terrific on the floor, and I feel like a broken record, but he plays a very important role on this team, and when he's good, the team's good. So I'm just looking at his last 10 games, right? And his last 10 games, I think the biggest difference has just been, you know, more efficient. Um, This season from – the field, uh, Jordan is shooting 44, or excuse me, 41.8%. And he went through a lull. You know, there was a period of time where he couldn't make a shot. Um, but we knew that was, you know, probably something he was going through a slump. The last 10, he's shooting 47.6% from that? the field. And uh, 90% from the line. His his rebounds have upped, you know, ticked up another uh, notch. And like you said, he's just helping the team make winning plays. But I think the biggest thing he's doing He's taking good shots, and he's being really ultra-aggressive. And fun to watch. He had that one play where he got it back and faked somebody. It was a Randall right out of their shoes and almost had to, like, realize that 
he was so wide open. He took a dribble and then made a floater. Oh, yeah. He was like, oh, I'll take this. Hey, whoa. Easiest basket I've had all year. How did I get this open? Speaking of fits, can we talk about Bojan for a moment? Yes, let's do. And his creative outfit tonight. So he was wearing green. He had green sweats. It looked like a terry cloth jumpsuit. Yeah, green, top bottom. But he had like, um, instead of the pull strings, he had like a cool looking scarf. But it wasn't just that... You know, it was the drawstring for the pants and the top. And I was thinking, man, Boyan is making a statement tonight in the garden. And there are certain players that I don't expect a fashion state out of a uh, statement out of. Like Jordan Clarkson doesn't surprise me. Two full suitcases. Yeah, but not a surprise. Boyan but seems Boyan. like a jeans and a hoodie guy. <laughs> yeah, you know? Right. I guess maybe it's New York. It just brings it out. I, I do want to know just, you know, if anybody knows Boyan, what would you pay for that thing? Just curious. Because I just, uh, I don't think I want to mix one in, but I'd like to know how much it costs. I just can't see Boyan shopping and going, whoa, that looks cool. You know what I mean? I can't. You, <laughs> just you think of the green like one. A, like, ooh, yeah, look Do at this scarf. this green? Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't seem. And, of course, you know, we don't know Bogdanovich personally, I suppose, but it just seems a little bit out of character. That's all. Anyway, it was it was impressive. I just we were on the subject of fits <laughs> and getting your fits off, and I and I think Boyan made a statement tonight with his fit. See, I you know uh, uh, Clarkson has two full suitcases. I picture Bogdanovich showing up for this road trip with a like a satchel, and that's it. You know, like I've got one pair of pants and a hoodie, and I'm ready to go and for the next ten days, and I'm good to go. <laughs> I'm set. My overnight kit. That's how I pack. I try to just fit everything in a backpack. That's the best way to go. It really is. All right. Jazz win tonight over the Knicks, 108 to 93. We'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one. Get your play of the game as well. Coming up right around the corner. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Uh, read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. 108 to 93 is your final. We wrap it up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Donovan straightens him up, now goes to work with a little swing into a step back three, and he nailed it, and he's bouncing up and down, and he's looking to the crowd, and Donovan Mitchell's in his hometown with 12, and the Jazz have their largest lead of the night, 11. There's your play of the game, brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service sales and selection, LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz win tonight, 108-93. Jazz game night, postgame show. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe with you. It is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Of course, uh, appropriate that Donovan Mitchell would be our play of the game tonight. 36 points on 11 of 21 shooting, 7 of 12 from 3, 6 assists and 8 rebounds. And uh, Donovan this year admittedly has talked about playing on the ground a little bit more. And uh, tonight you could tell he had a little extra juice because he had two monster dunks. One that you compared to Jordan. It did look like it. In fact, uh, Scotty Gerard retweeted uh, the play where Jordan kind of fakes as though he's going back uh, to the middle of the floor and spins baseline and dunks over Ewing. Um, It just it had a kind of a Jordan-esque feel to it. And then the funny part was not funny, but... You know, he, he might have overdone it because he was reaching toward his back. We have not seen him really go up like that. 
Um, and he was like shot out of a cannon twice. So he definitely was was in the right mindset for this game. I said when you go home, anything can happen. But he was really mature in the way he handled, let it come to him, and he got off to a great start. Great finish. Great, great finish. all the way through. Yep. I mean, if he just made the pull-up to get us 111. Storybook ending. As if Donovan has to remind us how good he is. He just sometimes pulls out a game and does some things, and you're like, oh, yeah, this dude, this dude's an all-star. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. He, he's, you know, he, he's in rare air, and it's fun to watch, you know, the growth. Um, tonight with no Mike Conley, had to be a playmaker more and definitely distributed the ball, um, but also knew when it was time to kind of put the throttle down, and he was great, absolutely great, great decisions. He talked a little bit about that in his, his post-game comments, and I think he's becoming better and better at that. I mean, that's, you know, Donovan's always added something to his game every year, and this is one he's been trying to install for a couple of years now. He, he calls it a, a variety of different things, but uh, uh, reads is, I think, what he gets to the most, making the right read. You know, we can all hear Donovan talking about that, and he has gotten really good at it, really good at it. Yeah, I mean, we have the advantage of watching this, you know, on a screen, um, and we can kind of see that, you know, hey, one more pass, then corner. But, you know, when, when he has the ability to see all the guys in spots, and then, as I said, the ability to create an advantage, um, draw the other defender, and then everything starts to go. But he's, he's getting really good and, you know, drilling or repping, getting all those reps in the ball screens or making the, the right read. Has certainly benefited Donovan. And throw Jordan Clarkson in there too, because, uh, you know, he had four assists tonight. And there was a time during Jordan's run here with the Jazz where we would uh, laugh if he got four assists at how ridiculous that was because Jordan never got any assists. And he seems to get at least four a night now. I mean, I have to look back at the numbers, but boy, is like we said uh, earlier, or I said earlier, he's, he's, he's rounded out that box score. He's playing well. Yeah, it's, it's awesome to see him play efficiently. It's certainly, you know, the reason why the Jazz get these big leads now, they don't, they don't lose them because they are getting something out of each possession or they're, you know, they're definitely more locked in defensively too. But, yeah, Jordan's, Jordan's taken a big step forward in the last two weeks, and uh, hopefully he can keep it going because, like you said, he's huge for this team. All right, Coach Lacombe, let's get some final thoughts from you before we uh, turn the page. Well, it, a great win. You know, it feels like a big win. Obviously, the Knicks are on the outside looking in from playoff perspective, but with a back-to-back going to New York, um, it was last year the Jazz made that trip, and it was not good either way. Um, and so for them to be able to go out and get the first one, kind of playing on house money is always a good thing. Uh, they'll have the opportunity to not have to travel and, and be able to rest. Uh, and then, you know, there tonight, same hotel, get up tomorrow and, and get after it. So um, great to have that first one in the bag. Hopefully they can keep playing as well as they played. want to say a big thanks to everybody who uh, had a role in the broadcast tonight. Of course, David Locke and Ron Boone doing terrific work, calling all the action. Thanks to our broadcast assistants. Thanks to Jeff Carroll doing a great job producing as always. Uh, thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, title sponsor of the postgame show and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe, it's always great to see you. Always great to see you on a Sunday. Yeah, that was a great day. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Let's do it again tomorrow. Okay, I'll be here. All right. Jazz Nets coming up tomorrow night. Tip-off will be at 530. Pre-game coverage begins at 430. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.